welcome to Film Broad C, a podcast for women who want to learn how to write and produce a film they love. If you're a newbie writer or filmmaker, or an actress who's tired of auditions for one-dimensional roles, if you're overseeing yet another badly written script from a mediocre white man and you want to do something about it, you're in the right place. Get inspired by the pioneering women of the golden age of Hollywood through to today's changemakers and disruptors with practical how-tos to finally write and produce your damn script already. I'm your host, Emily Grace. Welcome to the show. It's episode four. Welcome back. If you have an idea for a project you've been thinking about forever, but you haven't made it yet, or you started your project, but you've never finished it, why not? Now, whatever just came to your mind probably isn't the truth. So today, let's talk about the real reason you haven't. It's probably not the reason that you think. But as someone who's helped hundreds of people learn how to write and produce a film, I've seen a couple of patterns that people fall into and why they get stuck. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to fix anything. But you might need some real talk and a powerful reframe, right? We want to get you out of your complacency and into a place where you can actually have an impact. That's what this episode is about. But first, let's kick it off with some old Hollywood and some inspiration from Lois Weber. Lois Weber was a prolific filmmaker in the silent film era. She was an actress, screenwriter, producer, director. She did all of the things. She was the first American woman ever to direct a feature of film. Remember, this was in the silent era. It was very early in the movie industry, almost pre-Hollywood, that she was making all of these films. She's credited with directing 40 features and over 100 short films, just churning out content left and right. She was the first woman inducted into the Motion Picture Directors Association, And according to film historian and author Shelley Stamp, she says in her day she was considered one of the three great minds of the early film industry, alongside D.W. Griffith and Cecil B. DeMille. You'll remember D.W. Griffith from episode one. He was a founding member of United Artists alongside Mary Pickford. And I could go on and list a bunch of credits from these two guys, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stay focused on the ladies for this podcast. So Lois Weber was someone who saw film as a vehicle to approach social issues and social commentary, not just as something for entertainment, which at that time was a revolutionary idea, right? Most people saw film as, you know, a way to fuck off after a long day working at the sewing mine. (laughs) Sewing mine. I should never go off the cuff. Uh, Okay, moving on. Lois Weber was someone who advocated for complex roles for women, since a theme here, and she brought a very female perspective to all of her filmmaking work. For example, her film titled Shoes takes on the plight of underpaid young women in the workforce. Here's a description of the film that I found. Eva Meyer is a poor shop girl working at a five and dime. She's the sole wage earner for three younger sisters a mother who struggles to hold everything together, and a father who prefers beer and penny dreadfuls to work. You and me both, bro. Just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) Each week, Eva returns to her cold water flat. Oof, right? It's tough. 
It's tough living in that cold water flat. And dutifully hands over her meager earnings to her mother. But her wages barely cover the grocer's bill and cannot provide for decent clothing. With only cardboard to patch the holes in the soles of her shoes, Eva's life becomes harder with each rainy day and every splinter. In constant pain and with no solution in sight, the disheartened girl considers the uninvited advances of Charlie a cad with clearly dishonorable intentions. Now, the plot of the film at the time could easily have been made as a documentary, and this was in 1915-16, like very early 1900s, and yet some of the themes really resonate today. How many people can relate to just struggling to barely make ends meet with inflation and the cost of everything is so high? These social issues are things that we're still struggling with, and yet this woman in the early 1900s was shining a light on it even back then. Women are still fighting for parity in every industry. She wanted to shine a light on how young women in the workforce were woefully underpaid, and this is still something women are fighting for. Parity in every industry is still an issue. Shoes, I believe, is a film that you can find online if you want to Google it. You can, you can rent it to watch it. It's one of her few surviving films. And it's just one of nearly 150 films that she made. While she was at Universal Studios, she fostered the careers of several actresses who she mentored to go on to become directors and producers in their own right. She was someone who was paying it forward. And when she left Universal, she went to start Lois Weber Productions. She had her own production company. She had creative control. She was able to negotiate an extremely lucrative distribution deal with Universal, which made her the highest paid director in Hollywood for a time. She also experimented with her shooting style. This was very early in filmmaking as an industry, and she was experimenting with shooting on location instead of in a studio. This was something unusual at that time. She also experimented with shooting her films in order of the script, unlike the way a lot of the studios were shooting films at that time. And this, remember, was the silent film era. So sound stages were not a necessity. You could go to a location and shoot an entire film with no need for any sound. So she was able to be very experimental in her work. She saw film as a powerful tool, not just for entertainment, but for pushing forward ideas, for changing minds about political issues, which at that time was very unusual. Her film titled Where Are My Children explored the topic of birth control and abortion. This was in 1916. Now, her perspective on the film is not great. It's pretty anti-abortion. It is pro-poor people using birth control so that the poor people will stop having children and encouraging the wealthy women to have children because she thought that they would improve society. It's very eugenics-based and also had a message that wealthy women who chose not to have children were just being selfish. So there's that. But I do admire her commitment to using film to shine a light on issues that she was super passionate about. Now, most of her work, as I said, was lost. There was a fire at Universal, and a lot of film was lost because of that. 
but her contribution to film really cannot be overlooked. She's also quoted as saying, In moving pictures, I have found my life work. I found at once an outlet for my emotions and my ideals. I can preach. She had a nickname as the preacher. She, she did seem like she was kind of preachy. Uh, I can preach to my heart's content and with the opportunity to write the play, meaning the screenplay, act the leading role and direct the entire production. If my message fails to reach someone, I can blame only myself. Now, regardless of differences in political ideals and different values, she does embody what I talk about here at Film Broads, which is using the medium of film to make an impact, to take success into her own hands, to focus on stories that mattered to her. She knew who she was. She knew what mattered and what she valued, and she didn't let anything get in her way to go on and create an enormous body of work. Lois Weber stepped confidently into the shoes of a prolific filmmaker, and she never looked back. She made almost 150 films. She didn't have time to be precious about her work or to get stuck in procrastination. So if you are stuck there right now, let's talk about why. This show is sponsored by Write Your Short. If you want to write and produce a script that you love, but you don't know how to get started, go to writeyourshort.com. Don't create in a vacuum or try to figure this out all by yourself. Learn how to write a festival-worthy script you can produce or star in or direct or wear all those hats at once. With writeyourshort.com, you can get the exact next steps you need to take based on where you're at in the process. No guesswork, self-doubt, or overwhelm. Just a proven process to make the most powerful film possible. That's writeyourshort.com. And now, back to the show. What is the real reason you haven't made your film yet? You probably fall into one of these camps, and I'm not just pulling these ideas out of the air. I have helped literally hundreds of people on this process to go from idea in their head to finish script. So I've seen wherever part you're at in the process, I've seen it. Um, so you probably fall into one of these camps. The first one is you don't actually want to make a film. In this industry, people love to tell you what you should do. They love to give advice. And I've seen many people take on a goal that someone else told them that they should do, but it wasn't actually a goal that they wanted that resonated with them or that they cared about. When you're taking on a should or a have to, at some point you're going to run out of steam. Things get hard, especially when you're making a film, when you're making something out of nothing. And when things get hard, if you don't have that underlying motivation, or if you don't have a connection to a bigger why, that's when you're going to give up. So if you are telling yourself that you're going to make this film, and you're going to write the script, and you're going to get around to it, but it's not actually a goal that comes from within your creative soul, you're probably never going to make it. So it's important that you get very honest with yourself about whether or not that's the case. Because if that's the case, like stop listening to this podcast, go spend the time you have available to you in your life on the things that you actually really do care about. 
Okay, so that's the first category people fall into. The next one might be you have a burning desire to write a film. You might even know what you want your short film to be about. You just don't know how. And that lack of how can lead you to feel overwhelmed and paralyzed. You don't have a process. You don't have an accountability. Like if someone just told you what steps to follow, you would follow them. If you fall into that camp of, I know I want to make this film, I have this burning desire, I just don't know how, that is the easiest fix. Join the Make Shit Happen Club where you can get support, get a process, get accountability, get people there who are holding you accountable to what it is you want to do. That's easy. Listen to this podcast. If you don't know how, Connect with people who know more than you do, who are further down the path, who can guide you with tangible steps. This podcast is a step. The Make Shit Happen Club is a great step if you really want to put your money where your mouth is and get on the hook. So if you know you want to do this, you just are lacking the how, you're absolutely in the right place. And this is the easiest one of all to fix. Now let's talk about the next camp that I see people fall into, especially if you've already started down the path and you got stuck somewhere, you got overwhelmed, and your project is currently collecting dust. This camp is for the perfectionism people. Perfectionism is like the perfect excuse, right? It's a perfect perfectionism excuse goes hand in hand because you care so deeply. You want this to be high quality. You want this to be impressive. You want to put out good work, which is a wonderful place to be coming from until it leads you to complete paralysis and procrastination. It's like procrastination dressed up in really fancy wrapping paper because it feels so good to tell yourself, what a perfectionist you are and how high quality you want your work to be when really it's just a sneaky form of an excuse that's keeping you stuck but you feel good about it. If perfectionism is the thing that's keeping you stuck, we have to dig deeper underneath. What's really causing the perfectionism? Usually it's some kind of fear. It is a fear you might not be conscious of, but the fear is driving you to cling to that perfectionism so you don't have to get uncomfortable. You don't have to finish your work. You don't have to risk rejection. There's a fear usually that is driving that perfectionism that you're actually not willing to look at because you're so comfortable pointing to the perfectionism as the reason why you're not moving forward, but yet also making you feel like you're doing work when you're really not. If you want to break out of that perfectionism, we've got to dig deeper to understand where the fear is coming from. So I'll use myself as an example. In the last episode, I shared a little bit about my experience writing my pilot, which has taken me quite a long time to make progress with. One of the reasons is I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to write a pilot. I had to learn TV structure. I had to learn a lot of stuff as I was writing. But the other thing that I'm aware of as showing up as perfectionism that was really just an excuse to keep me stuck is 
the fear that I had around sharing that story. So that pilot is based on a past life, not a past life experience, like a a experience from my past uh, in this lifetime. But it's about a time in my life that I feel a lot of shame about. It's an experience that I had that a lot of people don't know. And and I want to write this pilot because I love the story and I love the characters and it matters to me to turn this experience that I had into a piece of art that I know is going to have an impact on people who can resonate with that story. But writing that story into a script really required me to be vulnerable and share things about myself that I have only shared with like a small number of people in my life. And of course, I want it to be high quality. I want it to be impressive. I want it to be like this great project. So the perfectionism was there with this pressure that felt paralyzing. But the perfectionism also kept me stuck because I didn't have to move my project forward until it was perfect. And the thing that I was really afraid of was the judgment, right? There's a lot of shame attached to my past experience. I was afraid of being judged, of being shamed, of being kicked out of whatever, kicked out of my family, kicked out of my friends' lives, you know, that I just in my mind, unconsciously, I was building this gigantic fear bigger and bigger and bigger that was attached to this enormous amount of shame and fear of being rejected by the people that I love. And until I got really conscious of that, I wasn't able to move that script forward because I just kept spinning around in the perfectionism excuse. It was so much easier for me to tell myself, oh, I'm not ready to share this. I'm not ready for feedback. I just need to make it a little bit better. It was really easy for me to cling to, oh, I just need to make this a little better and then I'm going to start sharing it. When really I was just delaying putting myself out there in a way that felt super vulnerable and terrifying. I allowed myself to believe like, oh, when it's a little bit better, then I'll feel comfortable sharing it. Guess what? When you care really deeply about something, it's never going to be comfortable to share it. It's never going to be comfortable to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and risk rejection. It's not comfortable. So if you're waiting until it's perfect enough for you to feel comfortable, you're just setting yourself up to procrastinate forever. Writing a film, making a film requires you to stretch yourself, to step out of your comfort zone, to ask for help, to be vulnerable. All of those things are uncomfortable and they're never going to be comfortable. Part of our work here is to increase your tolerance for discomfort so you can do the things that you need to do. Don't expect that you're going to feel more comfortable. Raise your tolerance for discomfort so that that isn't the thing that keeps you stuck. Now, I do have a plan. I'm saying this out loud because I'm putting myself uncomfortably on the hook. I do have a plan for 
a mini season that I do want to start sharing parts of my pilot. I do want to start putting effort back into that. And I will be sharing things like my pitch. And uh, I'd like to do a reading of the opening scene because I'm ready to stop hiding and stop waiting till I feel more comfortable. I love this project and I want to get it into better shape so I can move my project forward. So I'm making a commitment to you right now that I will make a mini season at some point that is focusing on my progress with my pilot. And if you stick around for that, you'll get to find out what it's about. Um, so I want to put myself on the hook for that. I have shared it with people that I trust. I have gotten positive feedback. So for me, I have broken the seal of like that terrifying fear and that shame in some aspects. I still have more room to grow. I have more tolerance. I have, can raise my tolerance to be uncomfortable more, which is why I'm putting myself on the hook to you right now. And I also want to encourage you not to let your perfectionism be the thing that's in the way of you just fucking doing it. Like, just fucking do it. Move forward imperfectly. I'm doing it. I give you permission to do it. I encourage you to give yourself permission. Just fucking do it. So how do you do that? How do you just fucking do it? How do you stop feeling paralyzed or overwhelmed by that perfectionist paralysis, by whatever the excuse is that your fear mind is telling you is so much more important than your project. I mean, if you're really serious and you really want to get on the hook, just join the Make Shit Happen Club. That's an easy solution where you're going to get into an environment of other filmmakers who are in the trenches alongside with you. You're going to get the whole program and all of the steps to follow, and you're going to get onto the hook for accountability. That's an easy solution. Here is another solution. If if you're not ready for that or or if all the spots are full. First, you want to get really honest with yourself. Now is the time. What is the real reason you haven't made your film yet? If it's because it simply isn't a priority, if it's not actually your goal, then don't do it. Stop talking about it. Stop wasting your time and energy. Stop wasting your mental capacity to convince yourself you're going to do this thing. If you don't actually want to do it, you have permission to never make a film ever if that's not what you want to do. And you should probably stop listening to this podcast because what are you doing here? Go, go do something you care about. If it's because you don't know how, easy fix, listen to this podcast, join a program, get help from someone who knows more than you, who can guide you step by step along the process. That's the easiest fix is the how. And if it's your perfectionism, dig deeper, right? What is the fear that perfectionism or that procrastination is really rooted in that you haven't uncovered? Is it fear that you're going to be kicked out and rejected? Is it fear of feeling shame or being shamed? Is it fear that you're just not good enough and no one's going to care? Like we need to get to whatever that limiting belief or that fear is shine a little light on it so that you can step into the shoes you need to step into to just fucking do it. So here is a tool that I love to help me shift out of a place of fear and into 
the shoes of the woman I'm becoming or the shoes of the woman I need to be in order to create the success that I envision. So the tool goes something like this. Imagine yourself already done with your project. You've made it. It's out in the world. People are viewing it. It's opening doors for you. Like get a picture of what you envision is the best ideal scenario once you've made this project. What other doors have opened for you? See yourself on the stage of the talkback of your screening, answering the Q&A. Just imagine what your life is like now that you've completed this project. How do you show up in the world? What kind of energy do you have? How do you carry yourself? What does your hair look like? Maybe you've got a, like a bomb ass haircut that you love. Awesome wardrobe, nails done. Like what is the energy of the woman who has done these things? And get really clear about who this woman is. What is her energy like? How would you describe her? Is it confident, capable, bold? What are the qualities that she embodies when she's moving through the world? And it's not she, right? It's you. It's you. It's your future self. It's not someone else. It's a future version of you at your highest self, operating at your most successful level. And just get a sense of what you imagine that's going to feel like. And you make a list of those qualities, whatever they are for you, whatever comes up for you. What are those qualities? Confidence, ease, boldness, whatever it is that resonates with you. And once you have clarity on what you think you're going to be like, once you've accomplished this goal, you want to make an intentional effort to embody those qualities now. What can you do right now to gain more confidence? If you already had the success you envision, how would you approach your project? How would you approach your rewrite? How would you approach sharing this project with the world? The energy and the mindset that you have today is what has gotten you to this point. But if you're feeling stuck, we can't use that same energy and mindset to create the thing you really want. We've got to shift into a higher frequency, a higher vibration, whatever it is. And this is my favorite tool to do it. Just imagine myself already doing the thing, seeing how it's shifted and what it's shifted within me. Identify those qualities and then make an intentional effort to embody those qualities now so that I'm starting to create that experience now and using those qualities to then approach my projects along the way. I hope you find this tool really helpful. Let's shift out of that protectionism. Let's shift out of that perfectionism and procrastination. Just fucking do it. You have got this. I can't wait to hear how this tool works for you. Reach out to me and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed the show, remember to subscribe and even better, leave a five-star review. Ready to finally write your damn script already? Go to writeyourshort.com to get started and connect with me on TikTok at Pickford West Short Film Lab. Your story matters and who better to tell it than you? Stay tuned for the next episode and I'll see you there.